Hi, I'm Alex. Listening to Shh, I'm Really Watching a Movie, an unedited commentary track on a movie that we're watching. If you want the edited version and not all that weird dead air as we actually watch a movie, you can check out our edited feed, Shh, I'm Watching a Movie. All right, let's start the show. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Shh, I'm Watching watching a a Movie. <laughs> Every I mean, time you love the name so much. It just shouldn't be a name. <laughs> <laughs> um today we are watching My just <laughs> something that I'm going to really enjoy and I can with 1000% certainty know that Kalenko will friggin hate this <laughs> so much. We're watching it's complicated. This is such a I'm dreading. This is my <laughs> like It's long too. <laughs> how long is it? I got to work. It's 2 hours. It's 2 hours. 2 hours. Okay. You gotta work. I I gotta leave at like four ish. Yes, so do I. I have to go. Um, no, I don't have anything to do. What a chill day I have. Today. <laughs> um, oh, this is somehow. I, I feel like you're taking from me to make this happen. <laughs> okay, so here's my emotional ties to it's complicated. It's threefold almost. So <laughs> the first time I ever saw it. Well, first things first. Like I love Alex Baldwin. Segment one A. Yeah, one A. I love Alec Baldwin, okay. and and this was peak Alec Baldwin Thirty Rock when this came out. Uh, so I was I like, don't love Alec. Baldwin. Uh, I could even see in that. Thirty Rock, I prefer a better actor. Oh, you're, I will. I can't get into that, but <laughs> <laughs> like I get it now. Like I don't like his um, Trump stuff, and I honestly wish I never followed him on Instagram because he's. Not do you watch best. his? Do you watch his tonight late night show? No, I, I just listen to his podcast. He has a late night show that's apparently horrible. I can see that <laughs> he doesn't have good taste. I'm noticing. Yeah, of course not. He's an old man who no. lived in a bubble and was rich his whole life. He oh, must have no, garbage. He was not rich his whole life. Ugh. He was raised by an alcoholic dad and a mom, and they were Boston. And then he was just very, very smart. Was he privileged because he was a white, beautiful man? Obviously, like obviously, he was like a good-looking Irish guy in Boston. He did well, but he also was very smart and he did poli sci. Listen, I know a lot about <laughs> Alec Baldwin, and I couldn't. He's toxic masculineness aside, he did work hard. Um, that being said, like I would never want to be married to him because he seems like a difficult person. But anyways, yeah. okay. So that's one reason why I really like, wanted to see this movie. But I never actually got to. Mm. And when I did see it, I saw it on video when I was in Italy and suffering the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my <laughs> entire life to the point where it changed my stomach. And I'm scared to eat certain things to this day. That's that is it didn't change your stomach. That is you remembering how no. horrible because <laughs> when you when you vomit, you still taste the thing. I wish I only vomited. Um, <laughs> and I it was in a hotel room, and all I can say is I'm so sorry to the n- the maids that <laughs> had to come because I had run out of stuff, so towels were in use at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. So I watched It's Complicated. My I remember because I had a separate hotel room. My mom and dad, had, I was when I was traveling with them, we went to go visit family, and they had a separate hotel room. And you could spend like 20 euros and have like nonstop TV. And we were like, why would we do that? But then my parents gave me 20 euros and they're like, you can watch TV while you barf. (laughs) So I watched it and I was, it was exactly what I needed. And the third reason why I like it, besides the fact that this is Nancy Myers and everything she does is very beautiful, like aesthetically Mm -hmm. speaking, like in terms of like interior design, Mm -hmm. is when I was a kid, my uncle lived in Santa Barbara, which is where this movie takes place. And Santa Barbara is the most magical, gorgeous millionaire estate place in california that one could ever be so lucky (laughs) to visit like now like steve martin lives there oprah lives there like it's a gorgeous hillside 
place in California. And so watching this also makes me remember like visiting that as a kid. So I don't know. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> I, uh, it's when you brought up like the, the, she makes stuff that's aesthetically beautiful and like interior design of it is that my only real inter- interaction with it's complicated is this movie came out. I went, not going to watch that. <laughs> like a real, like a real, of like, like a real, like, like there is nothing there for me. And, uh, if Helen Mirren was in it, then I'd watch it. Honestly, Helen Mirren could be in it, but also Meryl Streep. Okay, we'll get let, let's start watching it because I have stuff to say about Meryl okay. Streep's performance. And the, by, by, by end of this, is I saw that, and then about once a year, a movie like this comes out, and my friend made a joke of this whole movie exists, this whole like genre of movie that just kind of created exists for boomers to watch movies about boomers having sex in places that are the only other thing boomers care about interior design to hell okay well <laughs> then i'm a boomer because i want to watch <laughs> no to be honest the sex is like really unpleasant of course it is it's, but it's like because it's like reflecting boomer sex it's like yeah it's your ear you're, you're old and and how do you fuck when you're old so nancy myers is no nora efron and people will make that comparison Nora Ephron is a... Which one's Nora Ephron? Uh, like, You've Got Male Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, okay. Nora Ephron movies also beautifully interior design. But that's different. That's different. She's just like, if anything, you would compare Nora Ephron to a Woody Allen. Like, she is yeah, a, yeah. A, 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 a a great mind of our j- times. Uh, Whereas Nancy Myers... No, she is. If you read her okay, essays okay. and stuff like that, she's I'm like, not familiar with her. She's a luminary. I would not put Nancy Myers into this category. And you will watch and see the, she might be the um, most like, what's the word? Not lame, but like lame, I guess. Like you just, oh, it makes you embarrassed. Some of the stuff she says. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Enjoy. Also, this movie starts in a way that already makes me miss Santa Barbara because the credits are going over beautiful Spanish rooftops in California. Ugh. I just want to live a certain way that means I'd have to be a cabillionaire to do it. <laughs> cabillionaire. What if I what if I married rich? Like I know I can have some money in my life. But like what if I just married like the CEO of something? Would I be very sad? Would you be very sad if you married the CEO of something? No, I feel like you're one of the few people and I don't say this as an insult who like if you had everything taken care of for you, you wouldn't start clawing your eyes out oh i don't think so either i think i know exactly how i would spend my day if everything was taken care of for me i think me having to take care of myself gets in the way of the things that i want to (laughs) do yeah like that's my my point is like (laughs) i like if i had that you i would just have like bloody fingernails from like trying to claw (laughs) the walls apart no man all i would do is like straight up Oh, I, the workouts I would do, you know, like I would cook real good, but I also feel like I would take classes. Yeah. I'll be one of those. Actually, could I just be a writer and I mean, have a try, husband yeah. who treats me really nicely? Yeah. But the thing is, is like when you're taken care of, when you're not a financially independent woman, that is a gilded prison because you don't know what to do without money. Yeah, yeah. It's not your money. I feel like a lot of those people end up like creating... Um, Charities that do nothing. Yeah, I mean, and they also feel indebted to their partner because, like, if there's ever the power dynamic is not equal and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And it happens on any level of wealth. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It's. I like think of like um, so like you know there's the whole statistic of like, fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce, 
and like no one got divorced before a time and the reason why is like they change laws about divorce yeah and it's just a lot of people escaping horrible situations yeah it's true it's people being like thank fuck i can like not die on the streets because i'm a woman who can't work yeah yeah there's a bunch of lifetime movies that is that specific genre well because that's really like a huge sociological shift that happened i mean not really within our lifetime but within our parents lifetime yeah um no it's huge up that and now things are being well i could get into this because i work at a law office for family law some people will take advantage of this law that was made yeah yeah um because uh it's like well i've uh, the the i've been accustomed to this and it's like well no this was for women to not be destitute yeah it's it's such a like it's um my brother talks about this like he's going through law school of like so many laws are put in place with like really the best of intention intentions or demanded by public to put in place with like intentions to stop something. Yeah. But you don't think of like a law is for everybody. Yeah. Like a law is for everybody and everything. And, and there's and you have to like very particularly do it. So uh, the city councilor uh, uh, thing where they shrink where Doug Ford's like shrinking the city council, the municipalities act doesn't have anything in there for the number of people you need. No, it's a terrible the, idea. But the, I, I think it's a bad idea. But the but to legislate it, like to legislate that you now have to have X number of people for a municipality, all these small towns and hamlets and whatnot, you're going to put the one city councilor, mayor, god king, yeah. who can run anything. Because yeah. like there's no reason for someone to be elected and be like, all right, well now I'm the only city councilor and, can, and runs everything. Like it's it's you you've created like you can't just legislate that away. And that's why people are like, oh, why are these why are they overturning this judge's ruling? And it's a bunch of judges being like, dear Lord, do you have an idea what you've done? Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be terrible. It, 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 like either side is going to be terrible. It's short-sighted, but basically yeah. all conservative values are very short-sighted. Well, I, I think I think shrinking it short-sighted, but I'm saying the legi- like trying to legislate to stop Doug Ford from shrinking it was also extremely short-sighted. Uh, well, anyways, how this relates to the movie, if it's complicated, is Meryl Streep divorced Alec Baldwin, in case you didn't catch that at all. Okay. He, she divorced Alec Baldwin. It's been 10 years. They're finally cool together. And he married Lake Bell, that like okay, sexy yeah. Yeah. lady. Had sh- then they broke up, so Alec Baldwin and Lake Bell broke up as well. Mm. She got pregnant and then came back to him. So Alec Baldwin is currently with his second wife, raising a child that is not his own. And it's been 10 years since him and Meryl Streep have broken up. And so she's just saying that she literally is like, I finally feel kind of normal after 10 years. Okay, and that it was cool that they were like friends and they were at a friend's anniversary party and. Everything's fine. These are her wiener children. Zoe Kazan, a girl. Yeah, I like Zoe. Yeah, she's such a wiener in this movie. Uh, <laughs> she's a great actress or actor. Well, or she's a royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and this is John Krasinski is the son-in-law, so the fiance to the eldest daughter. Mm. And then there's a middle son, the guy from Weeds, and he's. If you thought Zoe Kazan was a wiener, so okay. Zoe Kazan's moving out. So this is like official empty nest. This is the first time that Meryl Streep will be alone in her gigantic, gorgeous house. Okay. They are richer than rich can be because... I like to say more money than God. More money than God because their middle son is going to NYU. So so that's like... Already, yeah. Already insane. And they each have a mansion. Alec Baldwin is supporting another family yeah. with a mansion. Meryl Streep has a mansion. She she's self sufficient. She's like um they modeled her after like Ina Garden. She's like um mm-hmm. owns a bakery, but you'd have to be the most successful baker of all time to afford what's going on in this woman's life. Yeah, I I say that as someone who dated a baker yeah. for four for four <laughs> years of the she she did not run 
her own business, but she was like people like other businesses would fight over her when she left her job That's to cool. be like, come work for us. You're a very good baker and you're very creative and, and we could bank and it'll pay you much, much. And she did. She got paid nothing like uh, she like 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 relative to her well, time and skill. Bakery. Yeah, I, I understand like owning a bakery or whatever, but like the margins on baked goods I are, doubt it. are horrific. Look at this fucking house. <laughs> like holy shit first things first that table is perfection it is like an old wood and it is a rectangular sphere <laughs> i i do I, it, it it is it's framing like we're talking directing and cinematography it's framing the house more than it's framing, framing meryl street meryl street it's not about meryl street it's, it's it, like it Meryl Streep's doing all this acting, and the camera doesn't give a shit. Someone once summarized this plot as Meryl Streep gets a new kitchen. <laughs> that's what the, she is. You see this kitchen that we're looking at right now? Yeah. The rest of the movie is going to be her re-doing re, uh, the kitchen. Jesus This is Christ. her bakery. Double Jesus Christ. Can you believe? Can you believe what's in our world? <laughs> like, uh, this is the life that Nancy Myers leaves, leads. That's what's so incredible about it is that someone does live like this, and it's Nancy Myers. <laughs> uh, a bit I've been doing with Maul is that, uh, especially like where she like where she works and kind of her family, it's very like bougie. Mm. And a bit I've been doing is just telling her to bring up the conversation topic of should there be billionaires, <laughs> 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 and that is pretty much like what I'm thinking so far. Yeah, there shouldn't be <laughs> no. Six people could solve everything that's going wrong. Yeah. Does Meryl Streep need to exist in that kitchen? No, no one needs that. But I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem with her running the kitchen, but it is like an ostentatious view of wealth. And that once you get rid of that, then it's a lot of things that we view as like being un- unattainable to a lot of people go away. I mean, I've, I've been watching this movie for what, 10 minutes? And I'm already on a socialist but rant. But that's the thing is that if you watch this movie with any kind of social consciousness, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> come on. But it's you know what's nice is that it's a woman. But then I, I mean, yeah. But then I, what, I, what's behind it is that she, this is her husband, also her husband's money, I imagine as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's. She, I'm sorry. I don't know if you noticed. She just said, "I'm finally getting a real kitchen." Yeah. Okay. Okay, dog. Yeah, shut the shut the. Do you know what my kitchen is? <laughs> Do you know what it is? You have no oven. I don't have an oven right now. <laughs> I've been eating out, and it's I'm not happy about it. Okay, who's sorry? I missed who's Steve Martin to her. He is the what's an architect like an architect, I guess. Okay. But just for a kitchen, like a contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a contractor. No, I, th- I think, is he, or so he's the contractor, and then she, the other guy's the architect, or something. Oh, maybe there. reverse. Okay. They both basically the other guy doesn't matter. Okay. He's got a face like a guy who doesn't matter in movies. Yeah, I know, eh? But he also but, probably like, works that gets all the yeah, time. Like, that's yeah. what gets your work. He probably has a kitchen like this. Yeah. She doesn't want his or her sinks because she's divorced and she doesn't think. Yeah, so she's like, no, his or her sinks. Hmm. But it's like, imagine if you had that option to be like, you know what? I won't have two sinks. Give me one. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. This I need to be. Maybe I need to be rich. <laughs> I use you. You have a rich attitude. Do I, I don't come from immense wealth, but no, I, I don't come think from. So. A family that likes nice things. Like, I like beautiful things. I wish I probably, they didn't cost I, money. I, my family probably, like, I'm, I'm saying this on a wild guess, my family probably made more money than your family. But my family is just like, no, fuck that. Like, 
just be independent like don't no that's not yeah my yeah. family like they we like we like the fi- like it's as though we are of this yeah like when i look at this this is how my mom dresses <laughs> like it's my mom, my mom shopped for clothes at Loblaws, and she thought it was the most convenient thing in the world. Yeah, and for sure, like my parent, my dad owned his own business, and for sure was making money hand over fist for a good chunk. Uh, that's the difference, though. Yeah. They keep the poor poor by making us like things. <laughs> I don't know. My my mom. Also, I'm not poor. No, that's I, um, I. Yeah, I, but you, you know what I mean. Like my my parent, my mom always said the thing of just like the, the people with money who flaunt their money, probably don't have that much. Unless they're like super, super rich. And well, she's no, like, so this is because like I worked in a lot of um, restaurants of like yeah. the wealthy, and and I worked in a in a watch and jewelry store, and you have to be the rich dress in subtly rich ways, mm. and you have to pick up on it as a as a plebeian that I am. I am I have that ability, but not everyone who d- isn't in like into fashion and stuff yeah. like that would notice that. Like a guy looks like he's wearing literally jogging pants like you look at something like the way kanye west dresses like he's wearing jogging pants blah blah blah. but in real life when you're near that clothing you'd be like oh that's a fucking two thousand dollar jogging pants suit and you can feel it and you can tell these are all jokes for my mom (laughs) of course this is this this isn't for me i'm way too young to be watching (laughs) this i shouldn't connect to this but you know what i do I, (laughs) I I, i said this before of like uh i don't think this is on an older podcast of Look, this is the woman that lives this life too, right? That's oh, Rita yeah, Wilson. Yeah, that yeah. is Tom Hanks' wife. You can see just by her highlights how well she lives. Anyways, go on. Uh, where when you're like a kid in elementary school, you'll watch TV shows about kids in high school. When you're in high school, you watch yeah. TV shows about kids in their early 20s. Yeah. When you're in early 20s, you start watching TV shows about like people who are like 30 and have like careers. Yeah. And I think this is you watching a movie <laughs> about rich old people who are on the verge of retirement. Just for me to dream i guess yeah. my whole thing is like watching like how much your mother or friends now yeah, yeah. you're like i'm older than them and it bums you out yeah it is it is watching like watching those ones and also i'm like how dumb are you like it's like it, the plot lines of it like always seem like well that's not even close to what it was like even something like sex in the city yeah you watch it as a 30-year-old now, like I'm a 30-year-old, and, and Carrie is 30, I think she's 33 when the f- show starts. Mm. She's acting like a very emotionally insur- mature, immature 24-year-old. Yes. And so uh, now that I'm this age, I go, I hope to fucking Christ dating in my 30s isn't anything <laughs> <laughs> like Sex in the City. I'll kill myself. Yeah, yeah. Because for you to not catch that these men are the way that they are, and well... But sometimes you just want sex. Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, it's like a like it's like we talked about at the end of Rounders, where it's like I was young and was like, oh man, what a cool lifestyle. Yeah. And then when then we're talking here, we're like, how brutal is that fucking ending? Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Oh, oh, I wanted to tell a little anecdote about knowing rich people. All right, go for it. Uh, I went on a date with someone on Saturday, mm. and. I could tell he was rich, but he wasn't going to oh, give yeah, it away. Was, yeah. yeah. And so we went to the rec room, which ugh, yeah. kill me. Um, but he mentioned that he had gone to boarding school. So already yeah. like, mm-hmm. then he said that he went to Chicago for college. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, well that's like expensive, but doable, I guess. Mm. And then he said that he lived in LA for like a few years and just came back now because of his visa. And then I, I was like, but you grew up in Toronto. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, but did you, uh, where'd you grow up? And he's like, Rosedale. And I was like, 
Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. You're rich. You're rich. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I don't want to be gauche, but like, oh, of course you are. And the fact that you would come to the rec room and like uh, and just spend like 40 bucks on playing video games. Yeah, I know, right? And I did too because I didn't want to say anything because I'm an idiot. But I should have said like, could we not? Yeah. I don't want to spend like a third of my weekly budget on. Um, yeah, I know, yeah. right? Look at these sexy elderly couple over here. It, it, this movie is ham-fucking-fisted. <laughs> of course it is. It's not subtle. Did you think I was going to show you a subtle Nancy Myers romantic comedy? <laughs> like fucking Meryl Streep is doing pantomime with her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Say what you're going to say, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. Um, no, it, it, earlier on, uh, when you were telling the story about your, your rich date, there she was at that dinner party with Tom Cruise's wife. Tom Hanks's wife. Tom Hanks's wife, sorry, yeah. How dare you. Um, and... I knew I was getting it wrong as I was saying it. And she's like doing the very classic random comedy thing of like, you have to date. Everyone's got a date. And I, I hate that conversation because it's such a, it doesn't ex- it does it, exist. It does exist. Alex, no, no, maybe no, no, not no, no. with men. No, no, I don't. No, no, I, no, I, know, I know it exists, but it's people emulating these movies. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think anyone earnestly thinks or believes that, but they're emulating the movies that sets it up well, to make the plot work in these Alex, movies. Alex, are you aware of a French philosopher having that exact, uh, like, thesis? I can't remember her name, but I learned about her when I did Philosophy 101 in college. Yes, it, her What's name, her name is... We no longer, I don't know what her name is, but... I quoted her in a sketch once. We no longer... Do things. Art doesn't imitate life. Life now imitates art in the way that, let's say, as an Italian family, I have, um, I have dinner every Sunday because that's what Italians do. You have dinner with your family every Sunday. Now people go like, "Oh, you have dinner with your family every Sunday," like The Sopranos. Yeah. As opposed to The Sopranos was imitating Italians. Italians, but now Italians are imitating The Sopranos. You know, like. And I uh, I take it. I I don't remember she does, but I've taken it one step further in conversations with people of I think that's also led to kind of a shift in the past like 10 years where people want even even if the movie itself is critical of like rape or like right or like racism or whatever mm-hmm. I think there's a shift of people reacting against it being like why did you do like this is this is terrible art because yeah. it's like this and like the movie's critical of it there's no reason art can't talk about these things but I think it's because people now view it the other way yeah yeah I don't know, man. I think like, I, and, and that's also not to say that there is like movies that are exploitative and like obviously there's movies that like use rape as a plot point and in a way that's like very exploitative. But I, but I do think like there's movies that that's where intention comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you really can tell what someone's intention is. Yes. And that's why, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think like an example, like even something like La La Land. Mm. I don't. I'm not as hate on it as much as everyone else because i believe that his intention what came from a point of like ignorance not from a point of like oh i can't believe people because to me i viewed it as a more darker thing but still intentional of that those old um old uh, movies movies appropriated are all white and appropriating anyway he's like i'm making a old movie fully in the style of old movies that's actually that's that's making him smarter than i think he is I've, and I I liked Whip, I thought Whiplash was very smart, so I'm probably giving him a lot of credit. I didn't really love La La Land, but yeah. I didn't I didn't I I liked La La Land, um, and I uh, but I see the other side of the argument. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's a criticism of the movie. No, I don't think do you I. can have that argument and still talk like it's like once the Flirty Boys got a 
uh, we were we did a sketch where it was International Women's Day, and we were just talking about how like women work really hard, plus they're dealing with a lot of vaginal issues. Hmm. And someone was like, "Oh, but what about trans women?" And it was like, "Well, but do you want?" for cis women to go into talking about being trans? Like, why would you want that? And then I was like, that's not even a criticism of the sketch. Yeah. That's that's like saying, like, you talking about red? Because I like blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, just to catch us back up into the movie. I've been following. So Uh, Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep are in a New New York hotel together because they're at their son's graduation. graduation. And he's, he's without his second wife. And they're dancing and they're drunk. And they fucked. <laughs> they fucking are cut. Wow, why are you still wearing your bra like that? You'll see because she talks about being um, uncomfortable being naked in front of him. Look what he does. He grabs her vagina. <laughs> okay, that's that's real. That's a bit I do. <laughs> that's. I bet you Alec Baldwin does that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's that's truly a like bit I would do <laughs> in bed and think. I, I so do funny. that to guys. I'll, I'll sometimes be like, "Excuse me, I have to talk to someone," and then I'll go <laughs> down. To, Excuse me, sir, you did very good work this afternoon. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, this is something that I always found um, first annoying about the movie, and then eventually made me think like, "What is life?" Whereas Meryl Streep is dealing with this relationship the way that I feel like someone in their 20s and 30s would deal with a relationship and Mm. insecurities in the same way. And I had this naive hope that the older you get, the more mature you get and the the less affected by like body image or uh, power dynamics between men and women, like you would just be more assured. Mm. Whereas in this movie, uh, Meryl Streep, it's pretty young, like an immature thing from what I thought. Mm. But maybe we never mature and maybe we always have our male and female issues or our relationship issues regardless of age and experience. Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, unless you deal with them, they're going to stay there. Yeah, and I guess she hasn't dealt with them because she just like paused her life for 10 years after she got divorced. Yeah. I think also just um, I think I'm going to say this on every single episode of this fucking thing <laughs> of like this is all an abstraction they like are the Aryan race. Anyways, an abstraction. And, 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 like art is always like movies are an abstraction of real life, and so to add drama, more I feel like every character in a movie acts like a twenty or thirty year old. That's true. Yeah, and that's also who they want to appeal to. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what's interesting is like now things are being made for us, right? Because we're getting into the right demographic. Yeah. Like the songs on the radio are all the songs we heard in high school. I think we're just aging out of that. No, no, no! It's gonna be big, like uh, yeah. the like it's gonna hit real. We're gonna start aging out of it at like thirty-five. Okay. And then all the movies are gonna be geared to uh, to us, and then one day we're gonna realize nothing's for me anymore. So might as well just enjoy this glory period of being the demographic <laughs> where things are aimed towards. Yeah, uh, I think it's yeah. Oh, see those shoes? Those are some uh, Christian Louboutins. They look like they're nothing, and they're worth thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Is this just a, like a weird? Like I, I'm, I'm. This is me. Maybe not catching all the bits and pieces of it. Of um, Alec Baldwin is just aggressively sexual towards a woman who is not interested at a. Point. No, he's not. He is. He really is. He's trying to get his way. He's a lawyer. Uh, uh. There. There's so many glasses. 
on the table. <laughs> yeah, they're really. Well, like they're all having champagne and then they're all having a cocktail. And then on top of that, there's like some beer and wine happening. And there's some water up there. And too. then there's <laughs> they're at like a wedding, but they're not. Yeah, they, they look at the other tables. Like, did they just put <laughs> the set deck just decide? Well, because Nancy Myers lives in a world where she has like this is when I go for dinner, this is what I do. So let's make their table look like that. I have to assume watching romantic comedies at this age and realizing mm-hmm. that um, when the woman gets together with the man, it's upsetting because the man did such bad behavior and that she shouldn't reward him with getting together makes me realize like how influenced I was by that in a way that I didn't even realize and how you want a tragic sad boy not everyone how, that's how I see like mm. I think it's like romantic and kind of sexy to be like oh he's sad and that's stupid I was gonna say like that's probably if you don't want that either no I don't want that at all do you see what kind of money he has yeah to drive that garish car <laughs> <laughs> on a dirt road. On a dirt road. Yeah, architect, that was right. But You're like just <laughs> flipping through. I do like they include that one insert shot of Steve Martin being like, well, what a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is why they hosted uh, the Oscars together. Really? Well, it was the year that this movie came out. Wow. What a weird choice. Yeah. Just have Steve Martin by himself. Alec Baldwin thinks he's so funny. He is funny, though, as an actor, not in real life. He's not a comedian. Oh, did you see Black Klansman? Yeah. Him at the beginning had me I dying. missed his part. You fucked. I walked in two minutes late, and then at the end it said Alec Baldwin. I was like, oh, I wonder what he was. Go, because wh- him at the beginning is so funny. He's funny. It's, it's. But I don't, I don't even know if you'll find it funny. It's funny in, like, an Alex-y way. Okay. It's, like, him with, like, projected, like, Nazi imagery and, like, horrible things yelling about how America is great and strong. And then it also includes all of the outtakes of it. Really? Yeah. And, it, and it's, like, it's on purpose. It's all purposeful. Yeah. And, the and like, the character has, like, Alec Baldwin's character has, like, a, like, phlegm in his throat. Oh, that's funny. I want to watch it. It's, it's two minutes that are... I can't believe that's I, what I, I missed. I saw it with Roger, and we were crying. We were laughing so <laughs> hard. And it's like, and it was us two and, like, Chris Wilson. And Chris was like, okay, this is funny. And me and Roger were like, no, this is hilarious. Oh, boy, of course you and Roger would agree <laughs> on something. <laughs> um, I I wish I missed, didn't miss it. I like Black Klansman. It got bad reviews. Really? I loved it. I thought it was the best Spike Lee since uh, Do the Right Thing. It's yeah, like if it doesn't get nominated for stuff, I'll be mad. This is really good. It, it, it's oh, sorry. It's really good, Spike Lee, and I give Spike Lee a lot of credit because he'll do stuff to the, that I don't fully. He's like an abstract painter. Like it's like you're like he's made a mess, but it's a very beautiful mess. I think this was a pretty linear film, though. It's pretty obvious what he was doing with Black Landsman. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I think like even like within the linearity of it. He's making he's he's being Nessie in a nice way. Yeah, I mean, I also I did not know that was Denzel Washington's kid. Oh yeah. Can you believe? He was he was in something else. He's recently. great. Yeah, he was in something else recently that was like really and good. And he's like, adorable. S- like Straight Outta Compton or something. He was really good in. He was in Straight Outta yeah. Compton. Basically, what Alec Baldwin is saying is that you're not whole unless you're having sex, baby. Though you know what. Sex gives me power. 
it, Everyone else has picked that up. It does. <laughs> I need it. I need touch or else I can't uh, get stuff done. Really? Yeah. I do think that, and I can't, I can't tell because, you know, you, you don't have objectivity. But uh, I do think that, like, when I'm single and or or when I'm trying to, like, impress somebody, I'm more creative. Like I think it's like the 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 anticipation yes. of sex gives me more power than I think a a change is what helps with creativity. So if you're yeah. in a relationship for a while, yeah. then your creativity stalls a little bit and if you're single for a while, your creativity stalls. It's like at the beginning of a relationship and at the beginning of singledom, yeah. like really take advantage of that. Because Oh man, I really did in my last breakup. I I, I I did I took a good advantage of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course. But I think that's like that's where that's like the for me anyways, personally. When I'm single, I remember breaking up with Ben and being like, oh, I can write sketches again. Like all of a sudden, like something. I did. I, I, yes, uh, yeah, that's true. I did do I did. I, I, I think I'm forgetting that like right near the end of my last relationship, I was I had a really hard time writing. And that. Yeah. And then it, and now I now I still have like not really. It's not the easiest time every time, but. I can do it. Whereas like before, it's like putting words on a page was almost impossible. Yeah, no. And also, I love uh, like I love having a story, and I think that's what's fun about like casual hookups or even like yeah, yeah. dating or whatever. Like, I love a story, and like I love a gossip, but I like gossiping about myself. I think it's funny. <laughs> I like. Uh, it reminds me of how much uh, I do miss drinking underage. Oh my god, time, it was so fun. Yeah, because like, I'll never get that back. And and remember, like smoking pot, like how great it was to like if your parents left and you like smoked pot in your backyard, and you'd be like, "This is being a king right yeah, now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like I could do all that stuff all the time if I wanted to, and it's so like, whatever. This is very annoying. Alec Baldwin just referenced that he's chubbier now, but because Meryl Streep isn't looking after him, and it's like. You just said a mouthful, you baby man. But also, like, would Alec Baldwin be good at sex? Yes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would Meryl Streep be good at sex? I don't know. I don't know what makes a woman good at sex. I mean, like, um, I'm great at it. But it's like... <laughs> The way they move. That's, that's the, be- the best way I can describe it. Interesting. Yeah. Also, it's unfair to, like, manipulate someone into doing something right after you've had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. I mean, that's when I ask people to drive me places. Yeah, can you drive me somewhere after you have sex? <sighs> I have to move this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you help me. My my big manip the only thing I manipulate after sex is if it's in the morning and like hey, can we have brunch please and then they're always like I'm busy I'm like, oh. <laughs> I did cruel man <laughs> she, this woman made three fucking pies for dinner and as if any of these California women eat pie I every time pie shows up you know what it is I love pie you gotta slice the pie and so people don't serve themselves pie and so I wish that there's half a pie left it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's but I do love pie. Okay. But this is about peanut pie. It's about how it's served. 
Those pies are never going to get touched. That no. big that pie is so big. No, I mean like what oh maybe she didn't bake them actually. She works at a bakery, I forget. She could just take it home. Mm-hmm. I think like what's the deal with affairs being so good? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why is that no, a thing? I, that I only see like affairs. I'm just like, "Oh god." It's bad. Yeah. I've never cheated on anyone. I've been cheated on and it makes me sad. But it's still like if I were to think of like a fantasy, it would be like, ooh, an affair. But that speaks to my bad, uh, <laughs> bad psychology. <laughs> See, this is why Alec Baldwin's funny. <laughs> no, he's like a ham. <laughs> he knows how to act with kids. He's funny. Have you seen one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life? Um, was it Big Daddy? No. Um, the one with like Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? No, no, no. It's Alec Baldwin, or no, John Travolta. No, Alec Baldwin and Robin Williams. What? Yeah. No, I've never heard of this. What's it called? It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Wait, uh, is it Last Vegas? No, no. I'm looking it up. It was originally going to be an R-rated comedy, and they re-edited it to be a old dogs. Yes, yes, old dogs. I haven't seen this. I it's didn't know that Alec Baldwin was in it. Let me look it up because I'm now. I always mix up Alec Baldwin and John Travolta. It could be John Travolta and Robin Williams. I oh, like it makes sense that I mix them up, right? No, I mean they both have blue eyes and dark hair, so. It, sure. is, John, it is John Travolta. Yeah, it is John Travolta. Um, I mean, but I also have a supernatural ability to remember all actors always. It's yeah, like, I am I'm doing this. I'm impressed of how you can just name background people. I was like, how do you know who that I, is? It's something that since I was a kid, I really like films. I really like actors. I think I like actors more than movies. I and believe that. Yeah. So I, I, um, it's something that since I was a child, I just, if I see you once, I know you forever. I think of, I think the, the other way is like, I, as I got older, got like like oh I like actors, blah, blah blah. But I think as a kid, I'm just like it is been writing, number one in forefront. I love actors. I like performers. I just do, and I know people don't. But you know what? Fuck you. I'm a performer. <laughs> uh no, I I think the difference is I think there'll be movies that are like the strength of the movies, the writing or the directing on it. Yeah yeah. And then a performer goes, or they include a beat that's like really like a performative in the movie and uh people are like well this person's gotten the way i think that's where people are like do that whereas you don't have to watch other movies where it's like like you remember train wreck yeah i love train wreck and where bill Hader and um basketball player lebron james oh yeah was lebron james yeah it's lebron just hang out is like the best part of that movie yeah i know but it's just like that's not about the right it's performers yeah that's performers. yeah well that's that's um judd apatow apparently chris rock was on set that day and mm. would just say things into an ear pierce, uh, earpiece that LeBron James was to say. Oh, yeah. So the part where, the, uh, like, um, Chris Rock was like, say a Kanye line. And that's why he's like, yeah. When he's like, says, quotes Gold Digger to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, for no reason. <laughs> so good. I think uh, Judd Apatow is really uh, an actor's director. He's not about. Yes. Oh, very he's much not so. about the art of film as much as he is about. Well, he is actually. He does a good. He's really good at making jokes with, through film. Uh, I think he, um, he's a competent 
craftsman. Like, I don't think he's doing anything special or unique with how he's using film, but he's very good at, like, framing the jokes and cutting it down and editing. Yeah, and getting natural performances from every person. Like, yeah, yeah. Brie Larson in Trainwreck. What a beautiful, yeah, yeah. nuanced performance. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's good casting, too. I feel, I feel like now also you can get whoever he wants. Yes, of course. Um, I will say, though, when I first saw Trainwreck, it was on my second anniversary with Ben. Oh, jeez. And um, he's like, I have, a, I have a pop brownie. And I was like, oh, I hate edibles. He's like, I know, but I ate some of this for um, Mad Max, and it was really good. So let's just have, like, a third of it. I'm telling you. Like, I measured out how much. Alec Baldwin's the worst. Yeah, he's a shitty, shitty dude. We got so high. And all I remembered was, like, thoughts and feelings while watching Trainwreck and not retaining any information of the actual movie but i remember the beginning when like colin quinn is explaining to the kids about um oh, yeah. that he's gonna break up with the mom because he wants to sleep with a bunch of women and there's a thunderstorm happening behind him and i just thought like that's beautiful <laughs> it was beautiful. so unsubtle yeah it was great i mean crocus here is just grilled cheese yeah why are people talking like it's different because they were they wanted to be rich okay I mean, it's an open-faced grilled cheese if you want to get. Yeah, I'd prefer a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, you put more cheese in there. Oh, no, I like it. I like a croque monsieur. That's how I used to make it as a kid, I guess. Maybe I am classy. <laughs> I think a lot of classy stuff just feels tacky to me because it's all so performative. Not croque monsieur. It's just a type of food. The fact you call it croque monsieur. Well, I mean, if that's the name, that's the name, Kalenko. Like, what am I supposed to do? Grilled cheese, no top. Grilled <laughs> yeah. I'd like a no-top grilled cheese. Ugh, fine, a croque monsieur. <laughs> croque monsieur for the rich one. <laughs> Deliver it to Buckingham Palace. And you know what a croque madame is? What? It has ham. <laughs> would you think it would be the opposite? You'd think the yeah, one with meat, meat would, would be, be the boy. <laughs> I was trying to think of the joke there. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at this bathtub. I'm, like, sexually aroused by the <laughs> interior design of this film. This, yeah, this movie is for, like, 50-plus. And Vite. <laughs> yeah, inexplicably you and 50-plus. It's not inexplicable. I think I've, I'm an old soul who also is horny like a 13-year-old boy. I'm somewhere in between. <laughs> this, I'm truly disliking this movie. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Is this vengeance for, like, rounders? I don't know. I didn't hate rounders. I found it a little boring, but I got to be honest with you. Every time we watch your movies, I've had terrible sleeps. Really? Yeah, like, when we saw They Live, I, I had a terrible sleep. Um, you said you slept good last night. No, watching. now I'm watching our, my movie, and I slept great, so I'm, I'm all here for this. I think if I was at this level of awake for rounders, I might have liked it more. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant, like, after. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, like, Titanic, I was very tired, though. We were exhausted for Titanic. And Titanic took out of me. Like, I remember finishing <laughs> Titanic and being like, <laughs> I'm so tired. And, 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 yes, I realized doing a three-hour podcast with... <laughs> <laughs> the first one, too. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, no, I lost it. Oh, that night, I remember, I stayed out the night before because it was fringe. And Thursday night, I stayed out till like, 4 in the morning and then worked all day and came and did Titanic and thought, like, I should probably go to bed. Nope. Went out again to fringe. And let me tell you, it wasn't that fun. I don't know why I did that to myself. Yeah. I remember because we talk about fringe on the Titanic one. That's a long record Titanic. Yeah, I know, right? That was, it was pre-panic attack. I had a panic attack that Monday. I wonder what caused it. Titanic. 
<laughs> B what I call it? BP before panic. The uh Jesus. The uh uh I don't even smoke pot. This is the most fucking boomer movie in the world. Kalingo, you know, sometimes people at a certain age forget what it's like to smoke pot and then they do it because it's fun. That's true. Um what was it saying? Titanic. Oh, I think about that scene in Titanic where Billy Zane's chasing Leonardo DiCaprio with a gun. And shooting him? Down a sinking ship. That was the preview. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That was the preview for the movie. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, it's going to be bad. Like, everyone was like, it's not going to be good. Oh, yeah. That makes, that makes it look insane. I guess moms get calls. Like, I think my mom, what she does is she cold calls me and my sisters every morning. Oh, so yeah. then we all call her back to be like, what up? And so we each end up having a conversation with her every single day. <laughs> and then if she doesn't call you that day, you go, is mom okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think she's trained us to, because uh, literally yesterday I spoke to my, I was the only one of us that spoke to my mom yesterday. Mm-hmm. And both me and my, uh, my sisters texted me being like, what's going on? Mom's not picking up the phone. <laughs> and I was like, she's, uh, she's really guilted us into calling her all the time. Mm. My, uh, uh, now my parents are retired. It used to be so easy to get my mom on the phone, and now it's impossible because she's always like, "I'm going to the golf club." Oh, that's nice. Yeah, my mom's and dad are retired. I mean, like, I never talked to my dad on the phone. He's has the worst phone manners a human being could possibly have. Same with my dad. My dad's like, he's not a phone guy. He literally goes, "You pick up the phone." He doesn't say hello. He goes, "That thing we talked about last week. I'm. I wonder about the blah 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 blah." And then you'll go, "I don't know what you're talking about, Dad." He goes, "That's okay. I'll call you back." <laughs> Hangs up the phone. <laughs> That's your therapist. I should probably go back to my therapist. Did I tell you that she forgot an appointment of mine and I haven't gone back since? You of all people, you're still good. Um. It was a weird week where I made a, a, an appointment with somebody to like look over a writer's package. Yeah, yeah. And she forgot, and then she ended up coming like forty-five minutes late. And then the next day, I go to my therapy appointment, and she forgot. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Jeez, am I forgettable?" <laughs> Alex didn't say anything. I guess I am. Sorry, what? You? You're still here? <laughs> yeah. Just looking at my uh, my Facebook right now while watching this movie. Yeah. I I'm her going to her therapist scene is kind of silly. Well, she's trying to get approval from a therapist to like be okay with fucking her ex-husband. Yeah, but you didn't have to do the whole thing of like her surprising the therapist because it doesn't really feel like a character beat. It just feels like adding length to the scene. In fact, you know, you know, you know, you know, be a better character beat for this is that she finishes therapy and then turns and sits back down. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think that's that's more the Meryl Streep character than her ambushing the therapist to try and do it before. Oh, that's funny because in my mind, I think I always just think that these people are Nancy Myers, mm. and Nancy Myers would be like so a type list to be like, I'm gonna wake up at seven in the morning and yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. To bother, th- like that's how I see it. Yeah, I think that's probably Nancy Myers, but that's what makes this. Uh, that's that's one of the things making this movie kind of hard for me to track. Besides the fact I don't really care, <laughs> but it's um, <laughs> it's like 
Meryl Streep's character is all over the fucking place. It, and, and I don't think she's all over the fucking place. You're just not you're not watching it properly. <laughs> That's possible too. But no, here's here's what I see. Is I see it's like she's very floaty and like non-committal and kind of floating through, but then also has these like flashes of like type A personality. Oh no, she's all type A. And I think the floaty non-committal thing comes from that goes against what her type A-ness is, which is I decided I'm not going to have sex with someone. I don't I cut that person out of my life and now he's back and I'm realizing that that I'm turned on and I want to have sex with him. This is very confusing for me. And that's why she's non-committal and flighty with him. Hmm. That's my thing on this. Because when the thing I can only speak for myself. I mean, like hmm. I could also speak for other women from what I understand. But as a woman, you know, I, I think when guys don't have sex for a while, they really need sex. Hmm. There's something that happens with a woman where if you don't have sex for a while, you go, eh, I could do without it. Mm-hmm. And then if you do have sex, then you need it again. And I think and I think that's what happens is like she was like, oh, I'm cool. I've decided I'm not going to have sex anymore and I can live like that. And then once you have it again, you're like, oh, shit, mm. I need it. OK, that's that's what I think. I still think my version of the therapy scene is stronger. I, like, I think your version of the therapy scene is stronger. Too. And OK, here's, here's and my reasoning why. And it plays into your thing. Yeah. Is that she is this type A person. Right. Mm. But she feels so flighty around him. So you've. By by making her take this type A approach to him, yeah, you've then broken that character. That's good. That's good writing, Clink. <laughs> so now she's gonna go fuck him at a hotel. Yeah, I, I bet you. You know what? Maybe Alec Baldwin wouldn't be good. He looks like he. First of all, I'm just gonna say it. He looks like he's got a huge dick. <laughs> he does. No, okay, sure. I I won't. And it just I, you've be- seen more dicks comparison to the person <laughs> than I have. I don't know. I don't know what uh, locker room situations you've been. Like I've seen dicks compared to the first. It's just like I feel like most most dicks look the same. So, okay, question: Do you think my dick's big? I mean, I've seen it because you did naked. Oh poker. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about and that. So yeah, it's, it does well for itself. <laughs> I literally left the room though because I went, "I'm his friend. I don't want to know." And I left. <laughs> I forgot I was naked on stage. And I walked away. I actually walked away because yeah. I was like, "Ah." <laughs> um, I hope. I hope I have a relationship where we want to have sex with each other, but also we're nice to each other <laughs> after 30 years. Um, those are, <laughs> you've described like the default relationship. I know. <laughs> like everything else is like, like relationship, like spicy. Like it's like, you <laughs> I want, you described relationship plain. I want <laughs> bare minimum. <laughs> Is the plot? I know, like the plot is Meryl Streep gets a new kitchen, but like, <laughs> is the plot of the movie? This is like Archie comics, but everyone's fifty plus. I mean, and then it's like Meryl Streep is Archie, yeah, and yeah. then Steve Martin is Betty, and Alec Baldwin yeah, is Veronica. Veronica. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's dead on. They even look like the version, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he has white hair instead of blonde. And yeah. Are th- is there a point where they both go to the movies together? And Alec There's Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's watching the new action film, and Steve Martin's watching like the French film. No, but that would and be then, funny. And they then Meryl Streep has to run for it. I haven't watched something like that in a while. I feel like that was a thing that would happen on sitcoms all the time. Yeah. Um. No, but they do go to a, a party together. Ah, oh, of course it happens. Like I, I, I put it together now. I'm like, oh, like there has to be a point. 
point where they're both in the same space yeah, and she's see. dating both of them at the same time. You'll see. I'm correct, right? Yeah, of course you are. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I'm not showing you this movie to be impressed by the beautiful plot intricacies. Are we showing each other movies that we just think are the best? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I'm showing you some real, like, some real heavy hitters yeah. in my life. This movie is terrible, mm. but it's the best. Like, okay, what you, like, I know you tried to explain it, but, like, what is it? that you love about this movie well it's background noise you know y you can watch it and you're not feeling well or you feel a little blue and you just watch beautiful things being presented in front of you and then on top of it there's like a slight bit of romance but not too much to make you think about like your own romantic issues hmm. and it's just it's just distraction i i have a problem that dress see this this is a sneaky expensive dress you think like oh whatever it's hmm. just a red Thing, that silk is the finest silk you'll see. <laughs> Imagine if a kid just cradled your hand. And then didn't let go. And then what? he has a, a whole section of slapstick. <laughs> the kid's freakishly strong. Yeah. This movie becomes about that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, no, it's an hour in, it's this, and then the second two hours is a superhero movie <laughs> of him raising the kid. <laughs> I wish that was the twist. <laughs> All of a sudden it's like <laughs> They leave Meryl Streep's thing being like, we have to deal with our kid. <laughs> He's supernatural. <laughs> Meryl Streep doesn't appear past like an hour <laughs> 20 in. <laughs> like what does this kid's life look like now that he's like is he superman they find <laughs> none of the like yeah at the very end it's alex baldwin being like i want to be part of this family and then they're like what are you talking about <laughs> what if we only saw lake bell's side of the story like what oh, if yeah. every movie had a um an opposite side to it i Think I, I love that in theory, but I know in practice I'd hate it. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, that's what Blue Jasmine is. Blue Jasmine is the other side, is right before um, A Streetcar Named Desire starts. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That, that is cool. I, I And then um, I'm thinking of, a, like, This is 40 is the other couple from Not Yeah, Dead. and that wasn't as good. No. I think, I think that any. That's too long, though. No, that's, yeah, it feels like a. And very self indulgent. Yeah. The joke of just adding more wine. What a very mom joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh and the continuity fucked it. Did it? Yeah, it, look at it, look, it, his glass, when it shows him lowering it, is like back to where it was before he started filling it up. Yeah, so like Alec Baldwin, so Meryl Streep is upset because he stood her up last night. Uh, I mean, like if my dad left my beautiful mom who took care, made a beautiful home, is raised us very nicely, clearly, mm. to hook up with some literal 28 year old like yeah, I know. you would think like go the fucking hell buddy like no, no i know that's you're not wrong listen i do wish that all couples could have a conversation at a certain point where they say like i'm not as attracted in you to you in the way that i like i wish we could all be more honest about our sexuality and then things like this don't happen hurts like this don't happen yeah. Because then he'd say, like, I want to fuck a younger person. And Meryl Streep was like, I want to fuck other people, too. And then they'd both be like, well, maybe we for a little bit we'll fuck other people, but we'll come together. That seems like a plot of a Friends episode, and I don't think it ends well. It doesn't end well. But it depends on what jealousy is, you know? Yeah, I know. Or if you like being, like, a cuck, right? If, you, yeah, if it yeah. turns you on to hear your partner having sex with someone else, then it's, like, best of all worlds. Yeah. I don't think it would for me, though. I think I would just be like, oh, she sounds pretty. 
unless my boyfriend wants to go out and have sex with a guy and then tell me everything. <laughs> you are just a fucking labyrinth <laughs> of psychosexual. My favorite type of movie, a psychosexual thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't showed me like Basic Instinct 2 or something. I mean, I've seen it actually. That's, You've seen it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Ba- I like Basic Instinct 1. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I think all the movies that aren't romantic comedies that I like, you've probably seen. No, I think there's, there's some fine spots. Okay, I'll take a look into some dramas that I watch over and over. Like, I love, like, Crimes and Misdemeanors, but I don't think we're allowed to do Woody Allen anymore. The, the only DVDs I have is oh. the Woody Allen collection because I was supposed to – I packed up my DVDs when I moved. Yeah. And then for some – like, that one didn't fit in the box of DVDs, so I put it in a box of books. Yeah. And then I opened it and like, oh, fuck. I was like an idiot. Like – Maul, the first time she stayed over, was like, why do you have, like, just so prominently displayed <laughs> the Woody Allen collection? Do I like that collection? Yeah, it's, it's, I took me so long to find that collection because it's all his best movies. It's like, it's from, it's Annie Hall, Manhattan. It's from Bananas to, uh. Crimes and Misdemeanors? Yeah. Or no, Bananas to, uh, I think it's right before Crimes and Misdemeanors. Bananas to, um, uh, Starlight Express. Oh. So the next one's Crimes of Misdemeanors. Yeah, that, that's, it's missing literally my favorite one. I remember watching it. Um, I used to. So I also babysat for the wealthy. This is why I have such yeah. a taste for it. Yeah. And I was babysitting for this producer who lived in the most gorgeous. So I was in the coach house. Yeah. That's how like amazing this house was. That the coach house alone was unlike anything I had ever yeah. seen. And he had a Woody Allen collection, and I was like, well, I've never seen Crimes and Misdemeanors. And just watching it in this beautiful, amazing television in, like, when I was in grade nine. So it was like I'd never seen a flat screen before. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and just this, like, interesting, layered I've movie. S- I've not seen it. Like, uh, for all of the shit Woody Allen gets and his, his idiosyncrasies, and I feel like a lot of his later stuff kind of colors his earlier stuff in a bad light. Like, mm-hmm. not, not even, like, who he is, like, the the quality of his yeah, later stuff like yeah, makes makes the it makes the things that were interesting about his earlier stuff seem more hacky yeah um but i've not seen conversation years i've seen a lot of his stuff but, but you haven't seen that i don't think we're allowed to do it though i don't think people will listen to it that's fair yeah and 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 rightfully so because even if he didn't do it let's say he didn't hmm. molest his kid which there is a lot of theories that he didn't he still has a psychosexual disorder oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's still um, fetishizes teens and he's created like that that's okay have for an erotic man to be like that. Have you watched Manhattan since yes. you understand what's happened? Yes. It is a horror movie. It's a terrible, terrible and but the fact that like, at the end he goes to be like oh, never, yeah. M- yeah. yeah. I, I, I like Manhattan more knowing the full story because like, I, I, like obviously it's horrific but like through that lens it's like it is unsettling yeah it's like it does so much work it doesn't realize it's doing all of the friends just being yeah. fine with it oh yeah oh yeah this guy's just dating a 17 year old if it, it feels like this it's I'm every turn of it knowing all the context you have every turn is more horrifying than the last turn and also so um self-indulgent to also cast uh, muriel hemingway to be like and on top of this i'm casting this woman who's good who's gorgeous mm. but it's like you know that he's doing it because her grandfather is mm. Ernest hemingway so on top of that it's she only exists because of his respect for another man mm. like there's something it's such male i, I don't i don't 
I, I, don't, do. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, 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 I think that's. I think I think here's here's what I think. I, I think he, I think she was on his radar because of that. Yeah. But I don't think he cast her because of that. I think he cast her because he was attracted to her. Yeah, I think he I, was. I, I, don't, I don't. But think I think it, a large part of his attraction was was. I don't agree. I I, th- I think. Have you seen Midnight in Paris? He is such a boner for Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, I know he does. That's not my point. I think he saw her because of that, but I don't think he cast her because of that. Uh, I think he saw her was horny and then casted her because of that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I think it's grosser and not as intelligent as you're thinking. It is. Yeah, maybe, but I still think it's not seeing the person as a person. Yes. Yeah. Like she doesn't let Steve Martin be funny. Like why hire Steve oh, you're, Martin? You're saying that like Meryl or Na- the, Meryl Streep or, or no, Nancy. Nancy Myers. Like why hire? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, I think this is from the period of time where Steve was in a lot of movies and was fucking phoning it in. Yeah. He writes books. Plays banjo. He does. He like went on tour with it. Talks about art. Does he talk about art and plays banjo? Yeah, I've watched that. Now. He's like giving up comedy almost entirely. That sounds kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. That's nice that she's able to like meet people at that age, you know? <laughs> I'm having a hard time meeting people now, and I'm apparently in my prime. <laughs> well, no, um, I meet people all the time. I just shouldn't date them. Is the end of, like, the end of this, she's going to go with Alice Baldwin, right? No, I'll never tell. I won't tell. Okay. Because <laughs> structurally, we're at, like, the bottom, right? Like, like this is, like, in the right of comedy, where they're both apart. There's still, like, half an hour left, though. Yeah, because then it's... Yeah. yeah. I'm right. Okay. Yeah. Um I won't say anything. Stru- structurally they're at like if it's an eight point movie structure, they're at six. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I mean yeah, when I say yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um Alec Baldwin is my favorite in this scene because he looks the way that he looks at her is very funny. He does he purses his lips in a way that I enjoy. He's always pursing his lips. Yeah, but in this scene, he's really pursing his lips. <laughs> Not yet. Give me um, give me those lips, Baldwin. <laughs> I think this might be the whitest film, and we've seen a lot of white films. But uh, this, this might is be the, the whitest, whitest one. one. Yeah. And Rounders is up there. Rounders is pretty white. You're not wrong. Rounders is white in a different kind of way. Yeah. This is white in like a like if I were to write a, like a sketch about like white people. Yeah. Rounders Rounders is white in a way that's like, it's white in the way La La Land's white. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, I think, as I I think I said it in that one where, when they go to, if you go to an underground poker thing, it's like a bunch of Somalian guys at a table. It's it's not it's not really white. The fact that like the Russian one kind of makes sense, but it's, I'd have a hard time saying it was overall white. Yeah, no, it was though. Yeah, but the movie's overall white. I'm saying like. Yeah. Erasing the lot of the more ethnic aspects of it. Although I don't know, man. I haven't played poker in New York, so maybe it is that. No, nah, I have a strong feeling that people who play poker are mostly. I want to say Puerto Rican. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would say like a kind of like a. I want to use this as a joke, but I'll, you understand what I mean? A spicy European. Oh boy! You know what? <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> Edit all this nonsense out. <laughs> like a, like a. You know what I mean when I say that, though. Yes, you mean uh, like minorities who are. No, like a like a Spanish or a yeah, Southern Italian. A more. <laughs> God, Alex, where are we? 
<laughs> you know what that means. Though. I do, but I, I don't uh, condone this way of talking. <laughs> Moore's not a slur. I think it might be now. It's in Shakespeare. That's Othello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Shakespeare wasn't anti no, the reason The reason it's not used is because it's like... A dead no, term. It's it's no. It's like the the country or the region it's referring to is like so fractured now that to call it a moor is not the same. Where it's like just a region in the Ottoman Empire. I just think you're. I just think we shouldn't. I, like, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's just not go there. Fair. I don't know why I'm choosing to die on die this on hill. This yeah. <laughs> hill. It's not horse. I'm gonna die on this horse. <laughs> no, that was hill. Yeah, the hill. You're you right. Died. It's hill. I'm gonna. I'm surprised this is, I think, the first montage in this movie. You're right. It is the first. No, there was kind of a montage of her and Alec Baldwin mm. about to sleep together in the hotel. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would call that more of a dance scene. That is a dance scene. Yeah, and it wasn't like they were intercutting other things. No, no. It, it, it was, like, very linear. This is linear, too. They're linearly making pain au chocolat. No, you're right. This feels like it's skipping through scenes, whereas the dance scene is like you see everything you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's like cutting up them talking or something. But like to have the focus and fortitude to fin it and make an entire like pain au chocolat, like I can't imagine. Um, it's me tough to explain how that because you let the dough sit for a day when you make that stuff. But she might just have the dough already good to go. Yeah, but no, no, they they do, but it's they're the. The person, the baker shows up tomorrow, is going to use all that dough. <laughs> yeah, the baker shows up and is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, the, like I like actually, this is like I know how the baking industry works to a little degree. It's uh, if you're short like forty croissants, there was no point in making that dough. Oh yeah. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? That's not fully. Not forty is not fully true, but it's it's a huge cut, like. Like losing like a bunch of croissants from the dough is just a huge like loss. That day they just don't serve that many croissants. No, but it's like some baker's like I'm gonna get fucking blamed for this. <laughs> Imagine if she goes in the next day and is like, "Why are I'm, we short croissants? Yeah, why are we sh- <laughs> we're short X amount of money?" And then she's like lays into them, <laughs> and then that becomes that part. I wish I could see that part of the movie watching her be like a really awful boss to people. Oh yeah. Her hair is great. This is the kind of hair that I hope to have as an elderly woman. I just don't find Steve Martin sexual even a little bit. Yeah. He's got a very interesting face. I feel like he's about always about to do a bit when yeah. he's sexual. I wonder what he's like, like with sex. Not great. No. <laughs> no. No disrespect. No tea, no shade. You know what? I'm going to say that Meryl Streep is good at it. Good at sex? Mm Mm-hmm. Probably. (laughs) You know what? He's probably like most people at sex where everyone's just kind of fine. Wow. I experience highs and lows with people. People are either like very good Mm. or like, you know, it's not great. I disagree with that. That's I said. That's what I experienced. I disagree that you experienced that. Okay. <laughs> you disagree. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that because that's <laughs> like a crazy mean thing to say. I know what I know. 
But there was a while there when I first started having sex where every single person I was like, he's the best. And then it just kept going like, he's good, he's good. And then I started thinking back being like, oh, that guy sucked. I just didn't know. And that's why you should date younger. That is just that is that couldn't be more the dynamic between my mom and myself. Oh yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> same, yeah. My mom's saying like, okay, we'll just take this and put this into a nice bowl, and it's like, why make something more dirty? It's just us. Yeah, yeah. John Man, Jarvis he is playing for the rafters. Yeah, eh? I know yeah. he's terrible. Oh my god, have you ever seen that movie? Something borrowed. No. Oh, no, I might have to force you to watch that one. Please don't. <laughs> what a nightmare this is for you. <laughs> John Gusenski's in that, too. I want you to dig a little deeper on the movies. <laughs> I know, but you know what the problem is? is that when we watch a movie like this, it reminds me of the next movie like this. I know. That's why I'm like, like, let's try and change the direction a little bit. Okay, fine. But I really do want to do my best friend's wedding. You'll like my best friend's wedding. I feel like I should have seen it, but I haven't seen it. I, I, I think we should do that one. I honestly, okay. yeah. <gasps> that's her garden i don't remember this okay for people watching at home it's what i would say it's what i imagine a garden in like a professional farm would have professional farm no this is what i imagine a garden would look like in like a like a storybook <laughs> like, this is like what like the rabbit who steals from old MacGuffin <laughs> <laughs> runs through it's incredible and her just smelling the tomato and be like, <sighs> it's like as if you would be this and all with all the work that you have to do. It's a commercial for like, a commercial for like coffee. Landscaping? Yeah, yeah. Land- <laughs> Look at this. This, is, it, no, this looks like, this whole movie looks like a commercial for Cialis. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what this is taking. Two side-by-side tubs on a porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was on the beach was the commercial. Oh, is it on the beach? Yeah. I feel like there's one of them on the porch, too. Probably, man. I don't know. They Those commercials really had an aesthetic. Yeah. But also, I do believe that this is how Oprah Winfrey lives. Yes. Yeah. I think she Oprah has a garden like this for sure. And I'm sure, like, once a month when she has time, she does go in the garden and pick stuff and smell it and be like, what glory I live in. I want to believe – I want to see a video of Oprah Winfrey – Making and eating buttered noodles and watching a TV show she's already seen um, in bed. That's what I want. I do want you s- not follow Oprah on Instagram? <laughs> she's the best on Instagram. Does like uh, but the buttered noodles to me is a real like I don't give a shit food. I just wonder. I'm hungry and don't would, have food right now. If she would do buttered noodles because, um. Hold on. If she would do butter noodles, because butter noodles is like what your childhood is like. And I don't know if she came from a childhood of a buttered noodle thing. Like, mm. I have a butter noodle. Well, actually, I'm an olive oil and noodle person. Hold on. I'm looking at Oprah's Instagram right now. Ooh, divorce. I, uh, I don't. I never dealt with divorce. Did you? Your parents are no, still together. No, my parents are yeah. still together. I don't I, know. And, and I think that's really the reason I find divorce so funny. Because my entire intersections with divorce were either my friends parents being divorced and as far as i could see it was pretty amicable or when i worked at the batting cage or like meet other like older men who are divorced who are so mad i I, and i think it's it's so funny because it's like they're mad because they have not most of them have not even looked at the reasons why there's like this woman did this to me and i understand that like hurt or whatever but like it, it 
and the guys who are so mad if you say like how long ago was the divorce it's never yesterday it's never a year ago it's like 10 years yeah. ago like you've been stewing you've made yourself this twisted monster i find divorce so funny yeah i, I don't find it funny <laughs> i find it depressing that it's so much paperwork oh yeah yeah, yeah. all that side's pretty depressing i see i i didn't even have friends that had divorces i i've, I've been in a real bubble Oh, like wow. of people of people's parents not divorcing it's bizarre mm. and living in like a big city and i went to like a public school you'd think yeah definitely i didn't have a single close friend or significant other who's been with divorced parents really yeah i did did someone who had a uh, divorced parents and then the dad had remarried so i had to meet like two moms basically um yeah. that's weird I was babysitting once for this like I, like, I, I can see why the guy divorced. Trust me. Oh boy, <laughs> I was gonna say I was babysitting once for like a lesbian power couple. Oh yeah. And they owned two houses by side by side, and so they worked in one house because they were like a director and and a musician, like oh, yeah. a music scorer for films. Yeah. And and they lived in the other house. And in the time that I babysat for them, they got divorced. And just moved into the next so house. So the girl just moved into the next house. But one was clearly winning the breakup and one was not. And oh I was no. always babysitting for the one that was not winning the breakup. And the one that was winning the breakup was so mean. Because once I saw an email that she sent to her and I was like, unnecessary harshness. Why is everyone crying? Because you're selfish, you fuck. what it means to get over like isn't it cute that kids just want their parents to be together so badly like imagine if you had a group of people rooting for your relationship yeah that's so cute they're really invested in it i feel like even with your friends like sometimes people root for your relationship yeah but like if you break up you break up it's like ah that's a shame but like you move on whereas like if you break up your kids are like my world so that's that's true yeah that's different because i was say like i feel like me and Natalie break, breaking up hurt some people yeah i mean <laughs> major breakups are sad yeah um i mean it hurt me too but i i, I definitely some people are like what no like yeah i mean especially um disaster people who like come to disaster every month and like oh, yeah. and make baked goods and i will say yes she did make fine baked goods yeah yeah she once made these like sugary pretzel things that I oh, was like. Oh, that pretzel day was so good. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of like I don't like it when you can take like granulated sugar is on baked stuff. Yeah. But I, I like that. She had a she uses a different sugar mm-hmm. to sprinkle it, and she had a different cinnamon to do it as well. Oh, she's very smart. You know what? Call her up. <laughs> I'm I kidding. I did talk to her earlier, like earlier this week. Oh boy, edit this out. <laughs> no, it's just like uh. She bought a phone on my Amazon when I had Amazon Prime. Oh. And she knew the order number. Um. But uh, no. What a what a classic breaking up conversation to have. I still know when Ben gets a haircut because once he like couldn't remember his password for like the online booking system and I, (laughs) he just used my new email. (laughs) And so every time he gets a a haircut, I get a. Oh my! My Netflix. When you start it up, it goes. Who are you, Natalie or Alex? I'm still using her Netflix. <laughs> she asked me, "Is like you still using it?" I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, oh, "Fine, whatever." <laughs> I, I I am going to say that if this movie had another montage in it, if this movie leaned into the montages it should have, it'd be half an hour shorter. I mean, it's too long. Yes. This. This th- seems to be the occurring theme with the movies that I choose. You but definitely that's have a half hour 
float in any movie that, that shows. That's because I enjoy maybe taking a slight nap in every movie that I choose. <laughs> and so if I can carve out some time. I enjoy cleaning to movies that I've chosen. Yeah, because movies I choose, I'm uh, always like, there's bloat in it, but it is wall-to-wall. Like, Boss. If, he's, if she sleeps with John Krasinski, this movie is going to be a 10 out of 10. No, he's not going to sleep with John Krasinski, you fuck. If he sleeps with John Krasinski, and then I'm like, then it explains the other half hour that's coming up, because that is... Do you really, no, there's not half an hour left. There's like 10 minutes left. Is there? Yeah. Um, oh, look at that. Look at that's them all sad. in their bed. Such wiener children. Though I do, I, I will sleep at my sister's, and I will sleep in the same bed. The calling, calling wiener, you, you call them wiener children, and they're barely in this movie, and they're barely described as wiener children until I saw this image. Yeah, they're such little weenies. You haven't heard the the brother talk enough. The 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 middle, the the guy who graduated. Yeah. Nah, he said some pretty dumb shit. Yeah. I I don't want my mom to ever sit there and explain to me what her sexual life is. I mean, same. No one does. But they have to. Ew, experimented. They The kids look so interested. This is, yeah. Okay, so you know how, like, you talk about it and of being, like, this movie is such a male gaze. Yeah. Of, like, whatever. This movie is such a older female yeah. gaze. I love it. You never <laughs> see this. Uh, like, just, but, like, it, 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 it has the same, like, weird missing steps that, like, a male gaze movie does in that, like, the kids listening along so intently to her explaining about experimenting sexually <laughs> well she didn't say sexual she said she experimented with herself that's what that meant i mean like i don't want to ever think my mom would ever have to explain yeah i did this for me like never like her, no like, like, like her saying that to your kids the kids would not be like oh mom i'm near to you the kids would be like the fuck you say i just hope i i, just, I don't know i hope this never happens to me. <laughs> Just yeah, mom sitting on the edge of the bed to kid talking to kids it is always gonna be a weird, uncomfortable thing, and they can tell it's older women gays because it's like I've solved it. Yeah, my mom does sit on the edge of my bed. She has done this. Oh yeah, sure, same with mine, but it's never the conversations are always like weird and uncomfortable. It's funny how like when you live at home, your mom will come to your bed. You'll never go to your mom's room. No, yeah. Isn't that weird? Even if you have to tell her something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how many this, this tearful conversations you gonna have? Because this is. Well, she has to. Well, she, she has to confront him after he saw a penis on his screen. That's true. So we we got the kids. We got T. Martin, and then she's gonna do Alec Baldwin next. No, no, she she already did Alec Baldwin. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Just an exhale. Fuck this movie. <laughs> it's not so bad. You said you liked it. I said it got better from when it started. Huge. Can you hear me <laughs> doing that thing with my fingers? The two things, because like, editing these, the two things you bring up the most is... Sex and clothing? Actually, three things you bring up the most is who you want to fuck, <laughs> who's wearing what, and then just actors and like weird side things they did years ago. Yeah, that, that might is like, be my full personality. Those are like the three speeds you bring. Like you have other heats and stories, and what <laughs> you, but like those are your, like those are your dominant. <laughs> it's like the, like if, if like you're always bringing a poutine. You got the fries, gravy, and cheese curds, and those are the three things. And then sometimes you put some bacon on top, but the mainly it's the fries, gravy, cheese curds. Oh, what can I say? I don't change. 
Oh, wait, no, she does have a thing with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I said, yeah, she doesn't have that yet. I thought she had. Well, he comes to her, of course. It's, that's what I'm like, because, man, you were saying that if we're doing an eight-point movie, this is six. So now we're in. Seven and a half. Seven, now, now we're going into, so this is eight right yeah, now. Yeah, this is eight. The yeah. last two were seven, but that was a fat seven. That's a wide seven. Why the kids and Steve Martin? Kids, Steve Martin, and the like. Uh, the drive over. No, you, know, you know what it was? We it, didn't it was, need it, to it, see it, the no, drive. no. You, you know what that? When I said it was a six, it was a five, and the dick was the six. Oh really? Because the five is going to be, she gets what she wants. The five is the she, party. The, 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 the five is the party. She's getting what she wants, and the price she pays oh, is the dick. Yeah. That's cool. Is your six, and then now your seven is, um. Uh, rejecting the old life and so it's her rejecting the old life of just not talking to people about the problems and doing this which is but it's, it's not not saying it's just like it's like a weird a weird way of showing this that it that like even the more hacky version of like they're at the the Catalina wine mixer and she does a big speech on stage oh yeah is a little cleaner than than the the very drawn out version. I mean, cleaner, but also like this is what it was. This is what we got, baby. We got three beautiful things. We got to see his nice office. We got to see a nice bedroom, and now we're seeing a nice. It it is. I it, <laughs> I don't to explain this. Okay, so like Catalina wine mix. The <laughs> you know what I mean. When yeah, I, say I know what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, uh, all oh. the locations in this feel like things. That like my parents or like my most boring friend is like, isn't this nice? I'm like, I'm bored as hell. I hate this. Really, you don't think anything in this is nice? I think it's like, it's no, it's nice. It just feels like IKEA. I no, feel like I, I feel like I'm going from room to room. Does it? You have not been to an IKEA in a while. Then <laughs> this is not IKEA. This feels like a restoration hardware. Fine, like an a crate upscale and barrel. IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, this feels like a crate and barrel. No, no, it feels, it feels like, like I'm wandering around a, a crate and barrel. Been to Restoration Hardware? No, I've you been. should go. It's in Yorkdale. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I clearly don't care. They have a restaurant that's beautiful. Um, okay. I do think what he, what did he think about being naked on her bed? I think I think it's important for all men to know that it, I'm talking from a, a very hetero- heterosexual person right now who who likes the look of a man's body and penis. You being naked on my bed is never gonna be the thing that's gonna make me get all excited to have sex with you. I wanna see. So no get out of here. <laughs> so that's what that's like Alec Baldwin being like posing naked on her bed. Like really what was his end game? I don't know. Being like you would be so overwhelmed by your desire that no, you I, I think I think it's him just being like, Let's have sex. I think it's funny. I've definitely done that where I've it got, I've I've had it done to me where mm. like once it was really funny a guy I was hooking up with, I went to the bathroom when I came back he was wearing my that's necklace naked time. on his. On his oh, that's bed. very funny. <laughs> and it made me die. Oh laughing. my god! Fuck this movie. Yeah, it's pretty long. The rain. Uh, they they cut from them sitting on the the parks the bench swing to cut to the rain hitting the bench swing. Oh, then all the woods coming to. Well, the time it. has passed. Time has passed. I think this is a Shakespeare thing, changing the weather. Uh, yeah, I think you definitely learn about Shakespeare first, but it's not exclusively Shakespeare. The um, what is it? Pathetic, it has a name. Pathetic fallacy. Yeah. yeah. So she's coming clean. She's being washed away. Wash away her sins. Yeah. And she's wet. 
They still haven't fucked, right? No, no, no. This is the beginning of their love story. There's a sequel. No, there's not. I, there's not. Okay. <laughs> there's not. I was going to be like, how would this movie have a sequel? Yeah, then we have to just watch their incredibly boring relationship. Yeah. All right, so that's, uh, that's the thing. It's complicated. Now, did you find what happened complicated? Um, I mean. It's a conundrum. No, because I summed it up in a in pop culture from the 50s. Of Betty Aren't and Veronica. Well, no, it's complicated. It's a little more like complicated that they have they a relationship with your ex-husband, yeah. and then you're the affair, uh, even though he had an affair with you. I guess at the end of the day, Alec Baldwin gets everything. Yeah. Because he got his affair. I mean, he, he it ended. He's soon. gonna have another affair. Yeah, exactly. But it like it ended sooner than he wanted to, but it probably would have ended. the The shine would have worn off. Oh yeah, he would have. Let's say he left Lake Bell, right, and was still sleeping with um, fucking Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. I don't. You know. remember Lake Bell? <laughs> you don't remember Meryl Streep? <laughs> I was about to say Helen Mirren. Uh, yeah, you want to fuck Helen Mirren? I, do, I just for I people to yeah, this? there is a there is a framed yeah, photograph yeah, yeah, yeah. of Helen Mirren in Alex's room. I just love her. That's really weird, Alex. <laughs> that's really. Weird. She's a she's a fantastic actress, and I think extremely attractive. Oh my god, she is beautiful. Um, that is weird. <laughs> that is it, weird. He, Mollison gave it to me. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Now I like it again. Uh, uh, yeah, like he he would have another affair. Like he's not. It's the same with like the end of Rounders. Like he hasn't learned anything. No, he hasn't learned anything. He'll be sad. Well, because he thinks he's that sad. It ended. And he thinks it's Meryl's fault. He doesn't think it's his fault. He, he, he doesn't see no, any I think part he of thinks, him in it. No, I think he thinks he made like a misstep with like the being naked on her bed kind of situation. Yeah, but, but he, he doesn't realize that like what he's doing. All around. Well, he does kind of say it in his speech. Okay, I guess we did talk through it. We did talk through it. He does say, like, I, this is a an all-encompassing apology, he says, from when we divorced till now. Hmm. So he, he has, he has, uh, yeah, he feels stuff. But um, mm, mm. Uh, maybe, like, Bao won't stay with him. That's what I'm thinking. I don't, I, don't, I wonder if she will. She might just be, like... Unless she's financially dependent on him. She's probably financially dependent. And she's, she's going to have another kid with him. Like, that is, like, part of the plot. Yeah, but, she, yeah, because she wants a kid. I don't think it matters if it's with him. Oh. That's what I was thinking. That's fair. Well, it's complicated. Uh, To wrap this up, I don't, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? <laughs> of course not. Let's no, be I mean, real. Like the, I, you, we, none of us thought we were going to do this. Watching it again, I didn't even know if I liked it that <laughs> <laughs> I think I've overdone it. I think I've seen it three times this year. Oh, my God. I watched it once on my own, and then I watched it again because I forced Mina to watch it. Oh, yeah, from your Oscar pool? Mm-hmm. Not from Oscar pool, no. Just because, like, one night she was over, uh. and we couldn't decide what to watch. And she's like, you know, I've never seen any Nancy Myers movie. And I went, <gasps> we have to watch it. And what did, he, what did, what did Mina think she of it? She hated it. Of she course, didn't like yeah. it at all. Um, and, and so we watched it, but she would agree with me on the aesthetic. Um... <laughs> And then, uh, and now this, I think I'm not going to watch this movie for a long time. It, uh, so, as I said at the beginning of, like, I think this did kick off that, like, trend of movies of old people fucking in beautiful places. What are the other, what are the other like, movies? Like, a, like, Eat, Pray, Love. Like she's uh, not old. She's 35 in that movie. Is she? I thought I thought she was, like, 50 in that movie. No. Uh, I Who, mean. Who's the star? Of, who? Julia Roberts is, like, 40-something. Like she's 50 now, but when that movie came out, she was 40-something. But uh-huh. the character of Elizabeth Gilbert was 
like 35, 36. Um, there was that one in a hotel that with um, Judy Dench. There Ew. was the oh the best marigold yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do they fuck in that movie? Oh yeah. My dad loves that movie. Love fucking. Uh, it's about India. One, I thought. Uh, yeah, it's just like a different kind of beautiful aesthetic. There's definitely. Uh, I want to look it up, but whatever. I don't know how to search. Well, the original old people fucking was something's got to give, which also was. Oh yeah, yeah. Nancy, Nancy Myers. Myers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've covered it. We were okay. officially lying down on watching this movie now. Yeah, I had to get going too. I gotta fall asleep. All right. See you forever Bye. later. Bye. We'll see you in the next movie. Bye. Bye.